What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today's episode of the High Button is brought to you by Unpoint, leading mentorship experts. If you want to hear directly from Unpoint CEO Chantel Brine, check out the conversation we had on episode 206. I will link the podcast below. The relationships that you create in your professional life matter. In fact, On Point believes they are so important, their mission is centered on the power of mentorship. Mentorship has the power to change lives. It is pivotal for getting to the next level, whether we're talking sports or in your profession. Everyone's got a story about having a mentor or being a mentor. On Point believes mentorship should be a part of the narrative in every organization. Whether it's working with athletes like our home Quebec Major Junior Hockey League team, the Halifax Mooseheads, or an academic institution like Mount St. Vincent University, or even large organizations like Windmill Microlending, supportive and inclusive mentorship relationships can transform an organization's culture. High turnover rates and disengaged employees are an expensive problem to have. An effective mentorship program can provide options that can shift the entire future of an organization. If you've been thinking about how mentorship can better fit into your business, reach out to the mentorship experts at Unpoint. I'll share contact details at the end of the podcast. All right, what is going on? Like I said at the very beginning, welcome to the High Button Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you guys have had a great summer. September is here. That fall weather is in our. Uh, it's 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 in uh, it's in the air. You know, you can smell it. It's in your blood. When you wake up in the morning, you got that little chill, that little dew on the grass, a little September feel. You can't really describe it. It's just there. You all know what I'm talking about. The leaves start to change. You drive out to the valley. You pick some pumpkins up with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, and uh, and you enjoy September. Every month, you make do. People always say, oh, this month sucks. I don't know what to do this month, but at the end of the day, every, everyone makes do. Every, everyone figures it out, and everyone tries to enjoy life I think uh, I know I'm trying to I'm enjoying doing this podcast I enjoy doing the high button turning it into a, a business that one day I can support myself and live off of is, is a dream of mine and doesn't really matter what month it is September October November December I could go through all the months each and every month uh, I'm working to become a better person and I'm working to to create a bigger and better business a lot of people have been messaging me not a lot of people I'm not going to float my own boat here uh, have been messaging me about t-shirts and sweaters and, and stickers and things like that with the high button and I'm flattered you know it, the fact that there's a demand for things like that with our podcast or our brand that means the world to me but I, I want people to understand where I am in my head uh, as the host here of the podcast when I think of the high button I always think of the podcast as the heart of the high button the the very thing that keeps it going in my mind it's the most consistent thing with the high button is this podcast i would love to be doing more behind the scenes stuff i'd love to be doing uh on the road stuff when we went to boston last year we had a great time you know this winter we're trying to plan out a trip for some quebec major junior hockey league teams we met a lot of guys over the past year that are in this league so we're planning on uh, heading out on the road we want to go to newfoundland more but at the end of the day, I think the most consistent thing is this podcast. So in my mind, I 
I'm working on a craft here. You know, when I see people and they're trying to dabble into podcasts or they're trying to dabble into, you know, maybe something different outside their nine to five job, I see it for a bit and then I see it go away six months, nine months, a year later. You know, in my mind with this podcast, I'm in it for life. You know, it's uh, it's a blessing and a curse in a way. There, there's times where I just want to fucking give this thing up and go get a, a regular job and make some more money. But then there's also a part of me that looks at a 50, 60 year old man or woman and has regret with what they've done with their life, with their life. Sorry to get a little dark on you here, but I'm trying to master this podcast game. You know, I'm trying to be a podcast that is reached across the world. Uh, I'm not trying to be this overnight couple good podcasts and bada boom bada bing i'm done you know i'm trying to get some big names on here i'm trying to have some serious conversations and i think until that happens you know the the t-shirts and the sales and the stickers and things like that you know it'll come though i'm not worried about that but it's not my main focus my main focus is working on my craft it's mastering my craft I'd like to think I'm okay at holding a conversation and showing interest in people that I'm talking to, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be. You know, I'm looking 10 years ahead, 15 years ahead, 20 years ahead of what my life will be like surrounding this podcast. It's not a one night overnight thing. You know, I have goals for this podcast. Getting Crosby on here is a goal of mine. It might not happen next year, two years from now, three years from now. But it will happen. You know, that's my mindset. It's not, uh, you know, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. No, I know these things are going to happen. But I know they're going to happen due to the fact that I'm going to dedicate my life to it. You see what I'm saying? So people that are looking for these things, uh, the t-shirts and the sweaters and the stickers and the hats, God love you. Uh, you know, that means the world to me. It is coming. Um, but just be patient with me. You know, I- I'm trying to I'm trying to master something here. And... Uh, and I hope that you can all appreciate that because, uh, like I said, man, it's it's taken absolutely everything out of me, everything. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change it for the world. I love it. Anyways, today on the High Button Podcast, we've got a great guy coming on today. Corey Ucard. We've, have, we've had Corey on the podcast, I think, we actually had him on December 24th, the day before Christmas last year. I was looking uh, at our podcast last year, and uh, I was just trying to remember what we were talking about so we could lead up from that podcast leading into this podcast. Great guy. Great. Uh, speaking of our sponsor, Unpoint, it's a great episode for them to to present this podcast due to the fact that he's kind of a perfect example of turning his career into uh, an athlete, into a business a business person. He's he's the owner of uh, Un V, a vegan vegetarian restaurant here in the city on Agricola, I believe. I've been there a couple times myself. My girlfriend's a vegetarian, so she's a big fan of it. And uh, just a, an interesting guy. The guy wakes up every time I open my Instagram, 6 a.m. He's already been up for an hour biking all the way out to Hubbard's and back in time at Un V at his restaurant sweeping the floor. So extremely motivated, extremely interesting person. Anyone that 
anyone that can do what they want for a living, I'm extremely interested in. You know, most people don't have the pleasure of having their own business or waking up and doing exactly what they want. So anyone that's in this world of entrepreneurship and able to succeed in it, that's a whole nother level, people. You know, people say I'm an entrepreneur, that's great. But I think someone told me not a while back, but one in every five business ideas succeed. So that means four fail. So if you're able to start a business and, and able to make it flourish, I think the business has been going for over five years now. Very good food, very great uh, customer service, excuse me, great customer service. They leave the jug at the table, the jug of water. I'm a big fan of that because when, when you have a jug of water and you're trying to, you're trying to eat a meal. You don't want to wave the waitress down or waiter down. Say, Hey, can I get some water? No, leave the jug on the table so you can just pour the water yourself. And that's one thing Corey does at his restaurant that I love. It's the little things in life, people, little things anyways. Oh yeah. And oh, Jesus, I did, I'm ranting here today. Uh, Corey also was drafted by the Montreal Canadians. Not a big deal. Stealing off spitting chocolates there, but still, uh, Montreal Canadians third round. And I think 2013 or maybe it was second round. I got to start doing my research here. Uh, anyways, incredible story. This guy still young, the whole world ahead of him, great head on his shoulders, motivated individual. I look up to him when it comes to the entrepreneurial side of life. It's going to be a great, great episode. Hi button. I'm Justin. We're talking to Corey, you cart. And here we go. Hi button. See, not to me, that button's in the worst possible spot. The second button literally makes or breaks the shirt. Look at it. It's too high. It's in no man's land. You look like you live with your mother. All right, Corey. We're going. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, man. No problem. You're a badass motherfucker, <laughs> man. When I wake up first thing in the morning, I'll see you upload into your story at like 5 a.m. <laughs> and you've already been out to Hubbard's. You're already sweeping the floor. You're already <laughs> stretched out. I'm like, Jesus, I got to get a cup of coffee here. Yeah. Well, coffee's the first thing I do in the morning. You Before the bike ride that. and stuff? Yeah, for sure. As soon as the coffee are coffee machine is set at 5 a.m and it just goes off it's it's like our alarm like i don't set an alarm uh and my wife wakes up and goes to the gym early in the morning but the alarm the alarm is essentially like the coffee grinder going off so what time do you wake up though so you're up at five and then you at start the bike then, at, uh yeah or no, what time do you go to bed sorry is the question some nights like nine some nights ten some nights like midnight but i'm always up so you're getting like five hours of i'm sleep still getting then. a lot of sleep yeah i do not do like late nights like no whatsoever no i'm like very much very much a morning person when you go to bed you are you on the laptop or are you on the are you reading no a book? i'll sleep within a minute maybe oh yeah like yeah it's like my wife makes fun of me really bad i just as soon as i hit the bed i'm i'm asleep and it's perfect i never used to be like that but i mean it's you know science if you do enough during the day you're just i'm just tired see i got a problem when like I'm trying, like I'm setting my alarm for six, yeah, and then I'm just saying, nope, sorry, I got to wake up at seven now, yeah, and I got a, pr- I have a real problem with it because when I yeah. go to bed at night, I'm going, okay, you know what, you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it, you're gonna wake up at six, and you're gonna do it, and then every and then you morning, end up not sleeping, and then you, yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to have not trouble sleeping, but I used to stay, I used to stay up later, and even with the restaurant, the first probably three or four years, I used to get there at like. Maybe like eight or eight thirty. I wake up like seven, seven thirty, and then just over time, it's gotten earlier and earlier. And now it's just like it's just second, 
nature. Do you find you have more energy throughout the day due to the fact that you get your yeah, physical 100%. activity just yeah. out of the way? Yeah. And even on mornings where like a lot of mornings I won't do like I won't go for like a run or I won't go for a bike ride. I'll just kind of like have coffee and like stretch on my floor or like foam roll for like an hour and a half. And even just waking up puts like my mood is completely different. My energy is different. But I've always been kind of like as soon as my eyes are open, um, I'm like wide awake like wide awake i don't have like that period of like grogginess and i don't know why I've has never... it always been that way no no i think that a lot of that is nutrition a lot of that is like hydration and you know it sounds silly but like just just little things like that like maintaining your body i always and i noticed when i started you know eating a lot more plant-based stuff it was i didn't i, I like i'm never groggy i don't know if that's part of just being an adult if that's part of knowing that you own a business and you don't really have a, a choice and you you have things to do and you nobody else is going to do them yeah so that kind of gives you a different level of energy but it's um no i'm very much like i need to be up right away and as soon as as soon as i like roll out of bed i'm like just i'm like at a 10 are you a vegan or vegetarian or do you eat meat uh vegan i i eat i it's it's weird i don't i don't eat meat but when i'm hungry and i have to eat i'll eat like specifically like if i'm doing like a bike ride so like the other day i was in like upper muscadabit and i can only take so much like vega bars with me or so much like candy like you know i can't like take a backpack so if i have to eat and there's no option and something has like you know an animal product in it i'm going to eat it because i'm not going to get stranded in the woods like cramping up like laying in a ditch or like hungry or dehydrated or anything like that so yeah. i'm not like to the point where i'm super that serious about it i won't like buy meat i won't cook meat i eat most of my meals at a restaurant anyway so you know it's kind of like it's a no-brainer um but i don't i also don't like to go to other restaurants and then like ask ask them to make something like i think that's kind of a it's a douche move. It's a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really dick move. It goes somewhere where you know you're going to be able to get something if you're that serious about eating that way or yeah. just order something and suck it up. Yeah. Unless you're allergic to it, that's fine. I get it. But like, I'm not going out and be like, oh, could you leave out this and maybe put in that? Like, it would fight, like somebody punch me in the face. If there's a lot of that. that though, man. Oh, there's tons, man. It's, and it's sad. And I don't know, like, if my views changed on it, obviously owning a restaurant. And, but like, you in some places, like, that's the last thing people want to hear is mm. like, there's a menu for a reason you know like if if it's a very simple thing like oh we don't want tomato easy but you people go in and ask for you know we don't get it a lot but i know at like different restaurants people go in and just kind of like make up a thing like and just assume yeah. it's there you yeah. know and that it doesn't take any time and it's man i feel bad when i see that happen or when you're with a group and somebody does that and you're just like, you're just like, <laughs> like oh, i'm not here i have a theory on customer customer service jobs everybody should have to work a customer service job mm -hmm. at some point in your life. The lessons yeah. you learn from working a customer yeah. service job, you know, 18 onwards, 25 before you're 30, yeah. whatever. Cause let's say hypothetical, you do become that guy, you know, yeah. you're the millionaire, yeah. you got the hot wife, you got the house, <laughs> the car, you got all that shit. And you're at Starbucks and you're ordering from an 18 year old kid and you can tell yeah. he's a little nervous and yeah. he, he's stressed out and you don't yeah. have any respect for him, yeah. if you worked a customer service job back in the day, you will remember how hard it is. Oh, and you will like, respect that 18-year-old yeah. kid. I'll, I'll yeah. give you a perfect example. I remember I was it was college days. I was hammered at a McDonald's on Quinpool. <laughs> and there was a, a girl. No, it was a great McDonald's. Yeah. A girl, 19 years old, Saturday, full of drunk kids. I think it was St. Patty's Day. Yeah. And I was out, I was hammered. I, I wasn't really paying attention. But as I was ordering my food and I stood back and watched her, working hard, 
just yeah. hustling. Yeah. And I, and I went up to her. I was like, listen, I know I'm a little out of it right now, but I've been yeah. watching you. You're hustling. Oh, you're working hard, it. and this yeah. is going to pay off. But I, you know, I think everyone should work a job like that. 100%. Because, and, and it's the people that don't have a clue that are the ones like that or that have never done it. Because you could never... I could never imagine doing that. I could never imagine like any human like working a job like that and then going in and then making somebody feel like that. Like I was at like the Irving the other day by the restaurant. We get like sometimes we get like bananas there, ice. And it was there was a day when like a few weeks ago there was like a big like debit downage and like credit cards wouldn't be accepted or anything with something. And there was like, you know, when you go to the gas station and like you're trying to get somebody outside is trying to get gas and that like beeps going off inside. And like it was like that times a million and there was like five people and it was just for some reason there was just like one person there and you could just like literally like beads of sweat like coming down his head and like people in the line were like you could tell they were getting so frustrated i'm just like oh this poor guy <laughs> it's like the anxiety level like he doesn't like this isn't his fault and all these people are going to blame it on him and i just got up there and i was just like man i'm so sorry do you think that your calmness in situations like this because i i run a lot i don't bike a lot yeah. i want to get into biking but yeah. i've noticed this summer I've ran a shit ton. I've enjoyed yeah. it. And I've noticed myself in situations that are, you know, tight knit, mm -hmm. you know, like a guy, I remember a guy was going through the bridge the other day. didn't have enough quarters. It was backed up like eight cars. Yeah. People are honking. Yeah. I'm calm. I'm breathing. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you find that in yourself, especially being a business owner where, and especially in a service yeah. industry, do you find that kind of helps your, your psyche? And 100%, you stay calm? Yeah. I've always like, I, I was talking about it to one of our servers the other day. I like, I just jokingly say like mental strength all the time. Like there's, a, there's always a bigger problem. And like, that's a perfect example. Like you're going to wait, what an extra like two minutes, like who gives a shit, you know, like it's things like that. There's like, there's obviously, I think everybody clues in when there's like much bigger issues, that thing, but like little, little tiny stuff like that stuff that's going to happen every day yeah. is not like for me, I'm very, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like there may be, I should take things a little more seriously or let them affect me more. But it's like a lot of that stuff is so minor. And then a lot of times when you do react to it the next day, you it's taken care of. But you're like, I didn't really need to do that. Like if I didn't do that, this wouldn't be an issue today. Yeah. And it's just kind of like it affects your stress level. It kind of it affects everything. It affects what the rest of what you do that day. So it's very I don't know. I do not like to sweat things whatsoever. I've really learned to get much better at that i was never really bad but the more you do it and i think just age too yeah i think you just don't really give a shit as holding much. out i'm 34 i'll be 35 october 1st october 1st october 1st oh yeah. wait no i thought that was halloween uh, halloween's 31st 31st yeah, sorry that's right yeah. you, you dressing up this year i haven't dressed up in a long time <laughs> i like halloween halloween's one of my favorite holidays the majority of holidays now are just garbage like they're just <laughs> stupid but halloween's nice because people really have fun and people go all out but i haven't dressed up we don't get like a huge Halloween crowd at the restaurant, but sometimes people dress up. But I, no. <laughs> Last thing I went was, it was a gingerbread man. And I just had like loaves of bread tied around my neck. And my hair's red, obviously. It's not red now. But and it was just like the stupidest. It was like, I'm not mad. I don't like putting the effort into it. I leave it too late and then I don't plan it. And then like November 1st, I'm like, shit, like Halloween looks so fun. So <laughs> everybody dressed up. Let me ask yeah. you this, because you're a hockey guy, or we're yeah. a hockey guy, so was I. Was there ever a time, I already know the answer, but was there a time where you had a game or a practice on Halloween, and then you just went out as a hockey player right after the game or practice? Yeah, I think That's all it was that. for me. Yeah, it did. And, like, I remember the, the best Halloween ever. I lived in Hamilton with, like, two guys, and we shared a house, and we went as, like, a cycling team. This was when I was, like, not into cycling, like, whatsoever. <laughs> like, we did it as a joke. Yeah. It was, like, those people, yeah, look at that guy with, like, fresh and clothes. And the three of us went, and it was, like, it was, like, one of the, the best Halloweens ever. 
and I was like, and here I am, 15 years later. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I was like, I am that guy. That's, <laughs> I, I, yeah. That's me. It's in, it's funny being the guy on the other side. Like, I'll do it here sometimes, just giving out candy. Oh yeah. And the parents, you just see them. They got the Mickey or they got the the coffee yeah. mug, and you know uh, what's in there already. <laughs> it's probably a really good night for some parents. Like you're just outside, yes. just a little cider or something, hot cider. Uh, I remember, like, man, I don't even. I, I remember my dad saying it the other day that the kids back in the day that were on the street would just be through the roof like back in the early <laughs> 90s and now there's hardly anybody you'll get maybe you know 20 kids at your door yeah, yeah. but he said back then you, you'd have to spend a good 300 bucks on candy yeah, because you knew it was going to be gone and now streets, yeah like in like in east hanson lance like in the subdivision kind of like this like the streets were just like packed oh it's like fires everywhere and like people screaming fireworks and, like, fireworks going off yeah now it's just like Everybody's so cautious. Well, man. everyone's scared. Everyone's yeah, scared. nobody wants their kids to Can you blame side. them, though? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy world. Um, yeah. uh, Your brother, I didn't know he worked for the Moosets. He does, yeah. I ran into him at, uh, I didn't talk to him, he but probably, yeah. we were in the same conversation with uh, the Memorial Cup. Uh-huh. He was down there. I didn't introduce myself, yeah. but uh, when I was out in Lance at Doodley's house, he told me and yeah. bada boom, bada bing. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's very, um, he's very business savvy. He's yeah? like, uh, yeah. He he's done really well with that. I don't know. I don't know exactly how long he's been there, but he's like worked his way up to uh, what roles to do that. He, I, geez, I believe he's like president, like vice president of business, something wow. like that. Don't quote me on it. I'm yeah. sure it's on the internet somewhere. But uh, yeah, he's done really well. It's uh, it's crazy. Do you ever like talk to him about his role and, and what it consists of? I don't even know what a president of hockey um, does. I did a little bit. I don't think it has a lot to do with like the the personnel side yeah. of stuff. Obviously, I think it's more like ticket sales, like kind of. Okay. Like schmoozy, like a lot of that. Probably also like the deal, face of the moose. Probably also business. deals with a lot of shit too. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's uh, yeah people. You know, like any sports team has sports fans who yeah. I'm sure like I'm sure he deals with some stuff. Customer relations again. Do you ever miss? You, you ever miss that world at all? No, we went. I uh, went to. A couple game went to a couple Memorial Cup games. One went to one or two, and it was fun. I yeah. Just go and drink beer. It's like you know, but no it's, like nostalgic feelings. Nothing. No, none whatsoever. Really, the, the craziest thing I remember. I just watch and like. Obviously, I'm older now. I know this is how it works. And you look at somebody younger, and you're like, those people are really young. But you don't seem like it. Doesn't seem that way when you're playing. Like you seem, seem like, like an adult, a full grown adult. Like people, like facial hair and everything. Like uh, that's that's the only thing I always think of. And then I'm like watching. I was like, oh man, that was me. I was like, is that what you? Is that what I look like? I was like, is that was? Yeah. Is that what it was? And then like wife, your friends with you who like have never seen me play or like weren't in my life at that time. And like, yeah. what did you do? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I'd be like to watch. Just kind of like stood around and waited to like shoot. And like went in sometimes <laughs> i was like i don't know what like it, it seems so foreign now because it's like you know it's almost 20 years ago yeah but it's uh it's funny i have fun when i go it's nice but man it's so crazy to see how serious fans take that some fans like really take that when they're kid you know it's, it's kind of a sin they have the right obviously they can do it but like i get a kick out of it like the people who stand up yelling it's like man were your parents ever like pressured parents or did they no like- not at all my dad was my coach for a really long time like almost up until bantam yeah. uh not like a not like a pressure coach whatsoever like really was really good that way like yeah. made sure i worked hard and did you know did what i was supposed to but was not it wasn't one of those crazy dads but yeah. uh, no my parents were never never like that it's a that's a that's a rare breed then my parents were the same they weren't yeah. very pushy at all i played lacrosse yeah. in the summer if i made a team great if i didn't whatever yeah. 
It wasn't really. But I think that that's what made me stick with hockey. Yeah. You know, is because no one was forcing me to play it. I see kids now that are forced to play it and they just don't. I guess I say because I'm not around rinks as much, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know it's tough now. And then I, I talk about, I see that a lot. And I, I talked about somebody the other week. It's like, and from the kids point of view, like these kids are playing hockey all year round and they're friends. Like if you see your friend going to play hockey, like you want to go play hockey with them too. And then the parents are like, son of a bitch, like <laughs> this is like a year round thing now. And it's like not a cheap sport like whatsoever. Like, no, I don't have kids. I haven't bought hockey gear in forever, but I know it's not a cheap sport to play. And it's like, it's a tough position for a parent to be in like to, you know, man, not even, you, you didn't even mention, um, time commitment. Yeah. Time commitment. How? Man. Like if you're to think about it right now, realistically, if you had a kid that played hockey, could you support that right now with your schedule, no, with work? Not a chance. I just couldn't even have a kid. Like, you know, like me and my wife obviously have this conversation now. I'm like, I don't know. Obviously, you do it. But, like, you th- you sit back and you think about, like, how, like, schedule-wise it would fit in. And you're like, Jesus, like, how does it happen? And then you think, like, when I was a kid, my both my parents worked in the city. And often we just, they'd drive. They'd be at work. They'd drive out. They'd pick me up. And, like, right away, and drive, like, right back in for, like, a game, like, Shabakto at, like, 7 o'clock or something, you know? So you just do it. You make it's self-sacrifice, right? Like if I had to do it, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be going for like, you know, as many bike rides or I'd be waking up at like 4 a.m. and like see how crazy you can really get if you really want to do stuff. But you, you have to make self-sacrifice. And I think at some point you either make that decision that you're going to do it. And then I don't think you ever really know until you have a kid and you can see that like kid's face. Yeah. Like when he wants to go to hockey or like why are my friends playing hockey in like the middle of June and I can't play and like I wouldn't want to be put in that position and then to go to the rink and then yell at the kid because he's not very good. Like that's so foreign to me. I'm that's not- like you know, that's such a sin. Like I'd never go to hockey rinks. Like my my brother has a he has a kid that plays and he just plays for fun and he knows it's just for fun and yeah. he like has a great time and my brother's that's great. Like super chill with it. What it should be, yeah. Like you can't tell it like I mean until until a kid's like what like 12 maybe you can be like okay he's good maybe we should maybe start to take this a little more seriously but until that age it's just you're just with your friends like dicking around you know yeah it's a social thing you know which is what kids need and then now a lot of a lot of kids don't get that and it's an interesting perspective coming from you from a guy that has gone all the way yeah you know that has been through that route because if you have a kid that doesn't you know maybe he doesn't pan out you can tell him listen hockey's great it's a great life things can happen for you but at the end of the day life goes on past a certain age yeah exactly you know and i think that parents that have kids that when the parents weren't that good i think that's when they try to live through the kid and go I'll yeah, give you a perfect exactly. example. I'm not going to mention his name, but I have a friend that works at a bank and he has a, a war coworker yeah. who played pro in Europe for like 15 yeah. years and he has a kid yeah. and he's not that good. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, it's fine. I like going to the rink, talking to the parents and watching my kid <laughs> play, you know, Adam House. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I think that's because he's lived it. He's done it. He's exactly, seen it. Yeah. And he doesn't need to do it again with his kid. He's, he's yeah. fine with it. You don't want to live through it all again. It's probably even more stressful to do that and like put all the pressure on yourself, yes. put all the pressure on your kid. Like you don't, yes. you don't need that. Let the kid like just let them have fun like they'll decide if it's something they want to do like very easily you know nobody's going to just do something they don't like unless they have that crazy parent who's like forcing them to do it and that's just you know you hope that doesn't happen but i think it does i remember i was trying out for we're going to talk about your restaurant here in a bit i I like i like talking i like talking young hockey stories so i remember i was um jesus Bantam, it was Bantam AAA trials, and I got cut to double it. Like one of the last cuts. 
And I go into the room. The coaches are like, all right, listen, Justin, like we like what you did, but you know, we just don't think you're, you cut it, you know, for this team. Yeah. We just don't think you're ready yet. Yeah. And at the time I'm a little upset. I'm like, all right, yeah. man, like no worries. That's cool. Yeah. And he goes, do us a favor when you go out. Cause all the kids are lined up, ready to go yeah. into the room to get cut or make it. Yeah. Stupidest thing ever. But he goes, by the way, when you leave, can you just tell everyone that uh, you made the team so it's easier on us so we can just be a little bit more happier? And I remember there was the first time in my life where I kind of grew some balls and stood up to an adult. And you Uh, you always remember that moment when you just... Yeah. You know, you make that stern, like, no, yeah. I'm not like, going to yeah, do that. That's not right, yeah. And I remember I did that, and I left, and kids were asking, did you make it? Did you make it? I'm like, fuck yeah. He said, I'm first line center. <laughs> so that's what I left, and all the kids, like, <laughs> they're just like, yeah, but Belanger's on the team. Yeah. He made it. <sighs> and I just remember that. It, that's just one story. Like, the amount of fucking these coaches come in, just hung over, sunglasses uh-huh. on. All right, guys, here's what we're fucking doing. Like, what do you know about hockey, buddy? <sighs> Anyways, uh, I'm not going to shit on the system, but... There's a lot of great hockey and, minds here in Nova Scotia, yeah. but there's a, definitely a lot that are fucking yeah, it's cheeseburger like anything, Eddie. Right? It's like, yeah. You know? And it's, it's in any sport. Like, it would be like that. And so, like, it's, yeah. It sucks. Hopefully there's not too much of it, but I mean, like, it's a... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know. All right, man. Restaurant on V. We talked about it the first time you are on the podcast, uh-huh. but that was back in Christmas. It was Christmas, wasn't it? I was I was watching it the other day. I was like, "What the fuck did we talk about?" So I don't ask any other yeah, questions. They're similar, similar questions. Yeah. How do you come up with it? How do you start it? How do you how do you start a restaurant business? How do you? I I, I saw a stat the other day: one in five businesses succeed, so four fail. And it seems like your business is flourishing, and especially in a restaurant business, that's from what I hear is the hardest business to to make happen. So you know, what's the secret, man? How are you doing it? Uh, yeah, I just kind of like fell into it. Like I think we talked about it a little bit when I the last year I played in Germany, a guy on my team uh, and his wife uh, essentially just opened a vegan restaurant in Germany in the town that I was playing in. And I had kind of knew at that point that I just wasn't going to, I was just done with hockey. Like that was going to be it. Uh, and uh, my partner at the time, we just decided we were going to do this. So we kind of did it together, started it in uh, 2013. Um, and then... It's always been a challenge. It's definitely not like, it's not a, you, you do not get rich from it um, whatsoever. You have to, I mean, it's a lot of hard work, which is why I like it. Like it's a lot of like, I think it's probably more, I don't cook. Like I was like, tough, but, like I have nothing to do with the food. Like we've always been really lucky to have a good people in charge of like the food side of it. Um, but for me, it's like the, the physical, like the, the everything, which I think is maybe, I wouldn't say we're flourishing. We're, you know, you could call us successful. Like, I mean, a lot of restaurants don't make it whatever, like you said, like four or five years and we've been open almost six years now. Um, so yeah, it's a long time, but I think, you know, you, in our case, like where we're a little bit more specialized, we, our staff, to me, employees and staffing is the most important thing, but it's also as any restaurant it's always the hardest thing. And we've always, I think for the most part, been really lucky. Um, but a lot of restaurants have a real struggle and we're currently struggling pretty bad with staff just because there's so there's so many restaurants in this city there's you know cost of living is very high so everybody wants to make more like it's minimum wage goes up you know like there there's a lot of things it's it's a really constant like juggle and that's something like I don't have experience with like I don't have a business background it's like but for me the only thing like in the back of my head that I keep that I tell myself is like you're you have to be there every day. You have to work. You have to know kind of like everything that's going on to get like a feel for it. It's much different if you're 
one of like uh, not like a corporation but one of those groups that has like a couple restaurants you know that has people that kind of like pops around like that's that idea is very foreign to me like i don't know how like that's just a different level of restaurant ours is very small like we might see like 35 40 people but we have like we have 12 employees like there's 12 people that are all very close so everybody knows everything you know what i mean like there's people that know as much about our business almost as i do who work there so everybody's very tight and there's no real secret to it it's i mean it's a lot of sacrifice also it's not like having a kid obviously but there is a lot of sacrifice whether that's financial sacrifice time sacrifice like you know like we're six years in i'm still there probably 70 hours a week 75 hours a week um but i love it but i keep that number keeps going up because it's things change so much but those those times that i'm there are like at different times of the day like i some days i'm there at like six and then we open at 11 so i already have like five hours of stuff done at 11 whereas before i'd get there at like nine and then i'd end up staying there till like 11 or 12 at night and i was like this is not yeah. this isn't a bar you know I don't need to be doing this so it's always like a constant change of like my routines like even even our chef's routines like schedule like busy times like right now like Tuesdays and Wednesdays are our busiest times of the week so that like throws off a schedule so you need to have good people that can like readjust to that to get the, the right people in at the right times it's um you need good people and we've been we've been really lucky we've had some really shitty ones obviously like anybody in any company in any job does but yeah. we've been uh, we've been really lucky uh specifically on the food side of things to have people who who really know what they're doing and like can innovate and you know mm. bring new things i like when i see on your instagram that you sweep and like you mop and you clean mm-hmm. the tables i, I yeah. like that i remember i used to work at the prince george hotel and the owner of the hotel i would sometimes see him in the back cleaning the dishes with them like the in the pit yeah. and as soon as i saw that i respected the hell out of him he knows who he is yeah and i see that with you on your instagram and things like that mm-hmm. is, it, is it the little things with you is it the little things that the physical things like that like i had like admittedly i'm like terrible at what you would call like growing a business mm-hmm. you know as far as like hey you're gonna open another restaurant are you gonna do this is there like something else you guys are gonna do that part like i am admittedly like terrible at that's not that like i have no i have no experience in that that's something like that i that i need to get better at but what i love and what i like cannot stop doing is that like physical stuff like that like the cleaning the like the making juice like little things like that where i can be really hands-on and i can like stay moving if i had to like be one of those people who is kind of just like in my car all the time or like driving back and forth between a restaurant and like sitting in front of a computer and like, okay, this place made this today and that place made that. And then I put it all together, like nightmare for me, complete nightmare for me. Um, I know it's kind of like a necessary part to grow and I'll do that when we need to do it. But are, right you fl- now, are you flirting with it right now? If you don't mind me asking? No, not really. Like our space, we're kind of tapped out, but we have a, we have like a prep kitchen that we, I saw that the other share. day. Yeah, right so next to a cool uh, shop, little, fashion shop. Yeah, so that is a big kitchen, but we only we can only use that half the time. We, it's technically ours, but we sublet it to uh, like a prepared meal company called Saute. Oh, that um, guy messaged me. Yeah, Will, great guy. Will is he? Yeah, Will. He, so he's a great guy. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We he's uh yeah. They do cool stuff. So they do like prepared meals. So they use that every day until two. So we're. We took that space over when we were thinking about like making like catering a thing in like 2015 and kind of got like had a little too many ideas and got a little too big too fast. And then we were like, shit, like we have rent on this space. This just isn't there's not many of that people that want vegan catering. We kind of we were kind of in like 
a pickle and luckily they came along so we can like sublet it to them he gets to use like this this beautiful commercial kitchen do his stuff and then we can come in there like after like three so there is kind of like at this point little a few little difficulties with it because there's ideal times their business is growing very fast we could be using that space for stuff so there is we essentially have like you know like five or six hundred other square feet we can use and it's a beautiful space like you saw it so there's that and our relationship with saute is kind of coming to fruition where they need a bigger space and it's uh but we get lucky with that but there is that opportunity i we don't really know what it is yet but i still i don't i would not like uh like go looking for another space to open like a restaurant well it's exciting it's a good problem to have it seems yeah it's great and it's it's like that space it's like i don't know there's just something like it's, it's small and everybody everybody's used to it it's it's super unique i don't i don't really like the idea of like having to go to like just this new big like box like it's nice to think of like all this like stainless steel and like it's beautiful like the stuff you see on netflix and stuff but like like burnt that new restaurant you know, with the guy where they bag everything yeah and like do you really like rinky dinky like super gimmicky <laughs> but like it's um they pour champagne out of the roof for you no it's like, <laughs> yeah it's like where do people get the money to do this stuff it's like crazy it's like where do they get it by the way i want to tell you that i love at your restaurant that they leave the jug on the table i know we talked about this before that, i say this everywhere i go that yeah. eliminates so much stress for the waitress yeah. or waiter it's so much time for everybody oh my god it's yeah. and, and some restaurants can't get this concept and these if, little glasses too like that if, if that's not even a bad glass like i'm that done that i'm water. done that in two minutes no, yeah. a minute i'm done you put that down i'll drink that right now it's done i say this every restaurant we go to every listen anyone that's listening right now a restaurant owner yeah. save your waiter save yourself and save me some time put a fucking jug on the table i don't understand and, like oh working in a restaurant God. i know there has to be a reason for it like they're Whatever, like the confines of that space or what, whatever the reasoning is, there's a reason, but I don't understand. I, d- I don't know. I've never heard one of these reasons and I like, and I don't want to ask, but there's going to be a day where I'm like, can you just leave the jug? And she's going to have like that look on her face and she's been like, I'm not supposed to leave the jug. And she's like, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. it I, I, I always tell my friends, if I ever open up a restaurant one so day, sour. it'll be called leave the jug. Yeah. That's how much I'm passionate about leaving the jug. Like leave the I, jug. I, I don't get bitter about a lot of things in life, like whatsoever. But if I go somewhere and they do, they don't leave the water. Man, fuck. I, I do get bit. I do get bitter, but I, I hold it in a bit, and then I, I do an exercise. You know, I was just or something. like pushing the water glass in. to like the edge of the table to like hope she sees. But then that's you just trying not to be a dick because you don't want to say anything. But it's, it's, it's also those the water. places where the service is usually you can't get her to fill up that glass of water because the service just for whatever reason is just slow. It's like they don't notice it. Like I. Like I'm stupid like this, but like every time I walk into like our dining room, if I'm serving, it's like I look at like every table specifically like for their water. If it's like it's empty, you just grab it. You don't have to stand there and be like, how is everything? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. I'll get you some more water. No, I just grab the fucking water bottle and walk and go get another water bottle and come back and just put it on the table and just leave them alone. Like eat your food. It's not that hard to like just put water. It's crazy. And it makes I such a that difference. That bothers you so much. Oh, leave the jug. Yeah. All right, let's get to our three on-point questions of yeah. the show. Who has been? Who has been? Excuse me. Uh, your biggest role model of your career thus far. My career thus far. Hockey wise or business wise? Let's either go. Bo- let's go both. Either or. What I do you think, think has a bigger would, impact? The answer would probably, uh, like we touched on earlier, but probably I realize it now. Uh, probably more than even Buddha when I was like 20 or 25, but it would be like my father. Yeah. Like specifically when we talk about like, uh, like waking up early, like he's like 4.30, 4.45. 
every morning since I can remember. Like you said, same job. Like every morning since I've been Jesus, I don't know, three. Yeah. And still does it. And it's like. Still. So you think he's had an impact on both hockey and business? Yes. And like just like a mental mindset of like, I'm very much like this, uh, like the mindset of like, this is what you have to do. This is your job. You're getting up. You're going to do it because that's what you have to do. And it took me, it took, especially when I was playing hockey, it took me a really long time to kind of like understand that. Yeah. And now when I think about it and like having this business or even whatever other job it would be, it's like, this is your life. Like you need to work. You need, if you don't like it, don't do it. But like currently I love it. And I think he loves, you know, what he does, obviously he does it for so long, but you just wake up early and you do it. And now I see like that rubbing off on me. So what do you think the biggest impact that he's had on you is? It would be worth work ethic. I would, you know, is what you call it, but not going about it in a way where it's like, you really need to show other people like you're the hardest working guy in the room. You don't need to go to, but it's like, no, you just kind of get up, you go do it. You don't complain. You know, I think that's also a big thing. It's like, just accept what life, what life gives you and just, you know, handle it and move on. So then as a business owner, how does mentorship fit into your business with your employees? For example, do you see it happening, happening, uh, naturally where they, you know, look to you as a leader and, and want to mentor you, or do you have like a mentorship, you know, that's almost set in place for someone in, in order to move up? Uh, yeah, I think especially with ours, like a small business, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of like lead by example. It's a lot of everybody's so, so tight knit. There's, you know, like we have our head chef who obviously everybody looks up to and, you know, she, she would be the mentor for that kind of, for the kitchen side of things where, you know, she's just very professional. She's always the first one there. It's a very much lead by example type thing. She's very respectful, very courteous, like a great communicator, you know, holds people accountable. Um, and that's like what, as a business owner, that's what I want to see in somebody who the most important part of our business is the food, obviously. So it's nice to know that there's somebody there that everybody below her can kind of, you know, can kind of look up to. And she's setting that example. And then that person for front of house is myself really. And I'm just, I'm very big on lead by example. It's like, you're the first one there. Even if it's not yours, you know, you work hard. You just, you put your head down, you just accept things you be, and you just, you'd be a good guy, you know, yeah. like it's not that hard to be a good guy. No, it, it really isn't like it's, you treat people the right way and you, you're not scared to stand up to people who, you know, are not doing something, you know, that you agree with. Um, but I very much lead by example. And I think it's, it's a trickle down effect very much, especially in a small business. You know, you get in business with like 50, 60 people. It's obviously on a different level, but ours where like people are seeing each other every day. They're conversing, you know, seven, eight hours a day in small confines and you need you need respectful and, and smart people and people that can be looked up to. So it's nice. Do you ever, I don't want to say the word fear, but do you ever, I guess, just think about having a larger staff and how to quality control your employees? I don't know if I, if that sounds correct, but yeah. like, you know, when you hire employees, like I, when I think of McDonald's, for example, like, you know, how does a company that has millions of employees working for them, working for you? how yeah. do you know who's working for you and how yeah. do you make sure that they, you know, represent McDonald's to the best of their ability because God knows that there's some employees that are just, you know, trash employees. So do you ever think about that? Because you're still young, relatively young, and I'm sure you want to grow. So do you ever think about making sure that the people that you're working with are representing the Envy or, you know, the core Ucart brand? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we don't, we've been lucky because we haven't had to really hire that many people as far as like front of house goes. But I'm sure you want to. I'm sure you want to grow. Yeah, and eventually. So it's, um, 
people get it really quick. Like it's a very easy place to understand like what we're all about. So it's, um, but I do think about that. Like what if you, would you have to go to every interview? Like, would you want to see it? I don't think I'm at that level of like control, but I don't, I also don't think I don't really, of course I want to grow, but I don't ever see like envision, you know, us having like a hundred people or something like that. Like I think it becomes a different, it becomes a different business. It really becomes a different restaurant if there's more than one. I've always, I've always kind of thought that. And that's not just because I'm there all the time. It's just the, it's just such a unique little space. It's just, I wouldn't, I, I often sit there and envision it in like a different space. And I'm just like, hypothetical, if you had two, three restaurants, would it bother you that you couldn't get to all three or all four of them in the morning to almost sweep or wipe the tables down? Would that bother you knowing that someone else is doing it, but they might not do it correctly? (laughs) It would bother me with the podcast if I let you know. Yeah, I think it kind of would. And I just, I don't, I don't think I'd enjoy the process of setting that up. And like, I would rather do it my, myself. I would, yeah, it would, it wouldn't bother me in the front. Like, I think they're going to do it wrong. I just, I don't know. I just really like doing it. Like, that's like, it's like my time to kind of like, I don't even really think of anything. I don't want to say it's like my time to like feel like a connection to the place and get like all weird. But it's like, usually like specifically on Mondays, not the last few, most Mondays, it's like, it's just me. And it's like, it's just like loud music. I usually have like a beer or two. Yeah. And I just like hang out and it's like, it's so peaceful. And it's like, I've done that every Monday for so long. And it's like, just, it would be, it may be different in five years, but right now the thought of like doing that in another space is just like, is mind blowing to me. Really? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Do you get the same peace of mind when you wake up early and you ride your bike alone? No one's really awake that early. Is it the same type of mindset? Uh, Yeah, kind of. I'm a little more relaxed. I think I would say when I'm exercising, if that makes any kind of sense, when I'm at work, I'm very like, I'm hyper. Yeah. Like to a point where it's probably like annoying for some people that I work with and it's like I'm a lot I can be very like kind of like because there's so much to do and I can get very like I can jump around a lot between yeah, a lot yeah, of the different yeah. things so I work in very hyper but when either like if I go for a run or if I if I'm biking that's just like I'm just very chill that's yeah. like kind of not my time to relax that's like a different way to kind of like mentally challenge myself instead of thinking all day it's like okay the business what am I going to do like what does this have to be like where does this got to go yeah who do I owe money to who owes us money who fix. owes us money you know that'd be like, my top that'd be my first thing who owes not us really money anybody owes us money it's like everybody <laughs> pays when they when they eat uh but no it's two it's completely two different mindsets yeah yeah um so i want to talk about the word entrepreneurship i think it's uh-huh. chalk uh, chucked out there too easily i think it's uh i think it's an easy scapegoat for someone that yeah i honestly think it's an easy scapegoat for someone that doesn't want to put the work in because it's easy to show don't get me wrong an entrepreneur yeah. is one of the hardest things to do i'm living proof of that now yeah. but i just feel that there's people out there that are saying they're an entrepreneur by putting a logo on a t-shirt i don't want to offend anybody because yeah. there's tons of people out there that are doing it but it's just it's it's out there everywhere you look if you think about a nine to five job someone that does something at six o'clock till they go to bed and yeah. they're starting a business like you know get your hustle on do that but yeah. i i want to talk about an entrepreneur and and being in the thick of things and going through adversity when things aren't going your way, because these past two years, you know, I'm learning that and uh, I'm suffering, 
but yeah. I'm loving every minute of it. And That's then we the get rewards yeah. when, you know, we get to go to Vancouver for the NHL yeah. draft and it's worth it. We get, yeah. it, it's worth it. So yeah. I, you know, being in business, how long did you say? Yeah. Six years. Yeah. I want you to talk about the, uh, the struggle and the sacrifice that you have to make in order to, yeah. to make a business go, because yeah. I just don't think people are understanding what a, what an entrepreneur, you know, what it means to be an entrepreneur and what the sacrifice you have to yeah. make in order to to really call yourself that yeah and yeah and a lot of people do and a lot of and it pay- i mean it doesn't take much you know it's such a vague term right it's like you could buy a folding table at canadian tire and go to a flea market and sell yeah. some stuff and you're an entrepreneur and you like put it on your instagram you know <laughs> put it's, it on your instagram um yeah. but no but that's like a different it's yeah man there's a lot like it's it's time you have to really be okay with not i have a very 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 small group of friends like many like three or four not because like i don't i don't want to or i don't necessarily like have time that's just who i am but if you think you're gonna like start a business and be like going out all the time and like having these friends and like going out at night like that to me that's not like an entrepreneur or like starting this. Like I get people all the time like, Oh, we should go out for coffee. I'm thinking of this thing. And I'm just like, fuck off. I don't want to go out for coffee and talk to you for an hour and a half about something that you're thinking about doing. And I get these like all the time and I don't even answer them anymore. Like, I don't know if people would listen to this. I'd have tried this with me, but like, they're like, Oh, I was thinking about going out maybe get running something by you and getting a coffee. You're done. You're just done. Like delete. I'm like, I'm at the right, like, you know where to find me. Come like, talk to me if you want to. But that's not like in my, maybe in your head, that's how you grow a business or you start a business. But in my head, the way you like grow a business, the way you sustain a business is like, hey, I'm here. Like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm not just like hanging out and like telling people and like going to like think of it and like handing out stickers to people I have like <laughs> coffees with. Like, it drives me, yeah, it drives me nuts. The, but the sacrifices, it's a lot of financial sacrifices too. Like specifically, I mean, mine with a, a restaurant, like we're, we're in a position now where we just don't have, for the first time like a lot of people get loans to start a business obviously that's you know no secret but now we're in a position where like we don't have loans it's nice like you know like we're that's we're in like a different and that's kind of like that five six year thing like now you're moving into like a different phase of business where it's like okay like technically you're still kind of like starting a business after like five years there's by no like guarantee you know that it's like it's safe but it's yeah people people don't know hardships that like that just kind of throw that term around like there's there's a lot of nights like man i could have i have like there's like countless stories of like nights like i could write a book of like just shit that like times i've been in that space where like i've had no idea what was going on like nothing like what we were going to do like you panic you're like what if nobody comes in like what you know it's like the end of the month you have like hst payments you have like you know like payrolls falling in the same week that's like and then you're looking at your bank account and you know what's coming out and you're like a lot of people don't come in this weekend or if you don't do something over the next like few days, then like in four days, you're going to have a lot more <laughs> anxiety about your situation. But then you get up and you go do something about it or you, you just work harder. You think of new ideas, you get there a little bit earlier. And there's a lot of times where we, it involves other people, whether that's, you know, maybe you don't, you have to cut back on shifts. Maybe some of your employees are getting one or two less shifts a week. You have to like tell that to them, but they're depending on you for their money. Like it's not, you're responsible for a lot of different things. You're not responsible for their livelihood, but you're like, they're depending on you to a certain extent. 
and like I do not like disappointing people and there's a lot of times where you know that's something that you you have to do not on like a grand scale but it's like hey we just we don't need you to come in tonight a lot of times they're not mad about it but in my head I'm thinking like you know shit that's like you know they can make some money for them going, yeah, yeah exactly yeah so it's um it's stuff like that it's like you don't the more people get involved the I think the more complicated it gets but it's uh it's a lot of time and like financially like I mean I don't I do not make like a lot of money doing what you do. Like you don't, you don't get into it for money, but I've in my life, I've never been happier. Like when I played hockey, I made like good money, but like compare like my kind of like what I would call quality of life then to like now. And I'm like, I'm much happier now. Like, it's just you know? your, your time. You get to do what you want. Yeah. That's exactly. the reward. You yeah. get to wake up and not go get yelled at by a boss. You don't even think about it. Yeah. Like I don't even think about, it. like I realize like how lucky I am. And sometimes like I'll think about like, man, what if I did like, one day maybe this will end you know like very real possibility to just like you know the well dries up you know what i mean like yeah. and i gotta go do something else which i'm super cool with and it would it would be an interesting experience but a lot of times i think that but i'd be like yeah but that's a little different man i was like you're yeah. not just like you're not just cruising out when you want to to go for you know it's a much more routine life like that so i realize i have a lot of freedom but that freedom gives you the chances to like fix things when you need to, you know, yeah. like it gives you the time to kind of to sit back and try and figure things out. And it gives you, you know, it gives you ideas and it gives you that time to be motivated if you need to. You know, I like what you said about, um, you know, let's go grab a coffee. I'm thinking about doing this. Yeah. I read a cool quote the other day. It was from Chris Rock. He said, when I first <laughs> moved to LA, my car always broke down and I was on the side of the highway. I'd put my thumb out and just be like, you know, come on, someone help me because I need help with my car. Yeah. Give me a boost. No one would ever help him. But then he always said whenever he started just to push his car and he started to work, yeah. he said he'd have four or five people yeah, pull over and just help yeah. him. And I took that to heart. And that's a great example, of, I think, of any business. If you sit there and call someone up that, that does have a business like yeah. yourself and say, hey, listen, Corey. You know, I'm yeah. thinking about starting this uh, burrito stand. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. can you call me and uh, give me some advice and you know, all this shit? You're thinking, listen, man, I'm trying to start a fucking burrito shop too. Yeah. Well, I can't sit down. I got to do my yeah. own thing. But it. if you start your own burrito shop and you start doing these things and you show Corey, look, here's how much I made last month. Here the, yeah. Here's the recipe I'm using. Corey yeah. might sit down and grab a coffee with you and be like, yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Now we yeah. can, if you just sit there and go, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. No, I'm thinking about, no it's, one's going to give you the time of day. And if a person that does give you the time of day, that's not the person you want to be talking no, to. Yeah. I remember I went in to go see you the other day yeah. to try out your juice because you said you got a new juice. Yeah. What was that? Okay. A juice thing? Uh, we just got our old juicer broke, which is. Uh, Whatever. That's not the point. Yeah. Now we got a new one. It's better now. Is than it, it good? Was. The juice was really good, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's nice. That's yeah. not a free plug. It actually yeah. was good. And uh, I, I asked the lady, I was like, hey, is Corey here? Like, I'd like to talk to him yeah. to say what's up. And she's like, yeah, like, I'll go back. Let me see if he's there. And you weren't there. You yeah. were gone somewhere. And I was like, that's a fucking entrepreneur. He's gone. He's moving. He's on his bike. He'll yeah, be back. Yeah, at the grocery store. Were you? There I you remember, go. Yeah, Perfect. She came in. She was like, Justin came in. I was like, motherfucker. You know, like, that's that's the shit I'm talking about. You, you're moving. You're not sitting down. You're gone. That's what the lady said. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's only here for like 10 minutes at a time. Yeah, they have no clue. Yeah, and I, I was don't like, even that's like, what I'm talking about. Or they know, like, people call. Like, we get those, like, this is bad. I probably shouldn't even say, it. but we get those calls. We're like, hi, I'm looking to speak to like the owner of the business, like blah, blah. Like people, it's like for a like, payment machine, like something that is not going to happen. I understand they're just like cold call salespeople. They have to do it. But now we just don't say like, just oh, the owner's not here. Call back at like 
4 p.m. Never there at 4 p.m. Never there at 4 p.m. Guy calls back, not there. He never calls back again. Like you get on the phone with those people and it's like a lot of times I just hang up on them if I like answer and they'll call and it's like, God. Advice to those people that are trying to get a hold of Corey because I'm, I'm the guy that tries to get a hold of people for advertising. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, sure. Don't, yeah. Honestly. Even but, if you show up, like I'm there, but we have that like space in the back and it's like. Yeah, I'm people moving. are afraid of the not afraid, but cautious of even phone calls or face to face. People love texting. If you're texting easier, me about yeah. business, get away from me. You know, call me if you want to talk. Yeah, I can't get Set a yeah. give me a call. Yeah, and if I don't know you, email me, and then if you yeah. answer, that's cool. If I know you, call me. You Be know? consistent though. Yeah, you know, don't uh, in the whenever we talk to artists or entertainers to come on the podcast, big ones, it it takes three or four yeah hey mans hey man do you mind if yeah and at the end of the day they're not gonna they're not gonna be upset with the um the hustle because that's hustle if you gotta yeah, text someone four that. or five times yeah you're being they a little bit of a prick pushing, but you, yeah. you got to be consistent with what you, you want shit to do yeah yes. exactly yeah and they should want to yeah it's um yeah it's nice man owning business is interesting i don't know what i do if it like it's just so much random like the juice like i i love doing that more than anything and i would love to like grow it like that but like to get like a juice machine on that scale, it's like twenty grand, what? and that's petrifying. Yeah, how much know? is if you don't mind me asking, how much is the one you have now? Oh, it's like a thousand bucks. Takes a long time. Whoa, so for whoa. Me, yeah, it's like um, there's juicers out there that are twenty grand. Oh yeah, like it would look. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking to, like it a, looks like a big robot, man. Like it's got like a like big one of those espresso shoot, machine, like the even bigger than that. Think of like taking like a head of cabbage and putting it down a chute, and then it just crushes it. And just crushes all the juice out of it. So it's like in a big laundry bag. So like those mass production juice places that you'd see like in, in New York, like these cold pressed juice places. So there's a difference. Like before we did what it's like, we call it like fresh press, but it uses heat to juice. It's like a big machine uses a blade. It essentially like cuts it up and juices it. Whereas it's called masticating is what we do now where it has like, like gears almost and it just crushes everything. So it doesn't use heat. So it, it lasts a lot longer and you're not killing any like nutrients or enzymes from it um but those machines are really like complex and they're really like they have like a really slow horsepower motor and it just crushes everything but you can get them in like big big motherfuckers that you can just put like a head of cabbage down and it'll just like shred it and then crush it you can put like places you could pump out like hundreds of liters of juice a day where the ones we make it takes me about an hour to make 12 oh so it saves time that's what you're saying the old way does it's quicker. This with new way, just with the machine we have, you have to cut stuff off and it just goes slower. The other one, you could throw an oh, apple down. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, but sorry. this way takes more time, uses less produce, but it's much, much, much healthier. Like oh, yeah. twice as healthy, lasts forever. Like you could, you could drink that juice like two or three days later and, and you're fine. See, in the mornings, I make green smoothies and yeah. I read somewhere that the juice it's good but it, it takes away from the nutrients because the, the you know the chopped leaves aren't in there things like that yeah so i prefer so, the green smoothies in the morning yeah you can do the smoothie there is so that juice you had that wouldn't be the case for that one the way if it's called centrifugal is like the the term for it there's centrifugal or masticating masticating means cold press so there's no heat there's no nutrients lost in it you're just taking out the fiber okay, right okay the other way centrifugal is when it's like you turn it on it's a really loud noise it shreds stuff up it doesn't there's no crushing involved it's just like just imagine somebody had fucking crazy fast hands chopping it up and then there's just juice like the pulp that comes out of the the centrifugal like heating it up losing everything way is really really wet and like really like you could squeeze it and it would 
like drip, but the other way where it just crushes it, it's like it's not like sawdust, but like it's yeah. really it's really dry because it's literally just the fiber. Of the is food, that something so. that you want right now? Is like a juicer? Like I want I do, new, yeah. I want new microphones. You want a juicer? Yeah, like the one we have now isn't bad, and I'm that's just one of those little things where like I was kind of forced into doing it this way temporarily, but then I just kind of found a way to make it way more efficient and time and a thing that I like really, really enjoy doing. Yeah. And that's just something I do. I've always made the juice. Like I've made it since we've opened. I've like been the only one that's ever done it. That's something I really enjoy. And I would love to like kind of expand on that. But that machine is like the next, not even like that machine, like the next step up to be able to do it like commercially is like 20 grand. Not a big deal. Like, yes, you could go to the bank. Hey, this is what I want to do. Here's a business line, blah, blah, blah. But that petrifies me. How does that petrify you? I don't get I that. don't know. It's just, that's just Spending not. Spending 20 grand on a juicer? But that, like, yeah. Whether it's like owing people money or I think most of it is sitting down and writing out like a business plan of like, why is this juice going to like sell? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Oh, and like, like giving the marketing proof, side Like a restaurant for a bank, like a restaurant is like a hard thing you know, for them to get money to because they just open and close every day, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, it's stuff like that. But if I ever did want to expand, it would be, I really enjoy like juicing and, and stuff like that. And there's, there might be an opportunity there. Like when we have more space, yeah. like, I think that would be a logical thing. But yeah, I live off that stuff and like smoothies. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, it's great. So easy. Do you have, do you have time? We're on an hour here. You still got time? I got no, yeah. You're good? I'm good, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, ju- the juicing, I'll, I haven't drank. It's been a, it's been a month. I have not drank for a month. I'm thinking about doing for all of September as well. Alcohol? Alcohol. Nice. Um, no drinking for a month, and, nice. I, and I've stuck to uh, running six times a week. I take Sundays off. Shit. Jeez, and uh, two smoothies a day, one yeah. for breakfast and then one for dinner. Lunch, I'll have yeah. a huge lunch. Yeah. And I've noticed almost what you said about the energy level that yeah. has uh, it's gone through the roof. Yeah. One thing that I will put aside towards energy and everything else is my uh, my focus. Right mm. now, we don't have a website, and I've kind of been dodging it due to the yeah. fact that I can't focus on that techie shit, that yeah. fucking, you know what I'm talking about. I, I've really struggled with it. But ever since this past month and the juicing and the running yeah. and the, the the diet, I've been yeah. able to sit down and look at a computer, look at a website that I have kind no idea how to operate. In. Yeah. And I've been able to work for an hour at a time, yeah. take a 30-minute break, and yeah. chip away at it. Yeah. It's uh, Let's just say it's been an amazing month for me. Yeah, you there's know, clarity just, involved in it with it. I think not drinking helps too. Man. Like, but just the, the diet and the yeah. exercise, if people could just... Yeah. you know, I just wanted to say that on the podcast. And I remember yeah. when I came into your place and got your uh, your green drink mm. there, it was... Uh, yeah, it's it's just... Yeah, it's, it's incredible stuff. It's magic. I, I feel like a I, I fuck, well. It's you just know, so I easy, right? It. And there's like, there's a lot in that. Like, there's like a full apple. There's like, you know, like a good like massive handful of kale. Like, you know, I like do kale, spinach, spinach, ginger, yeah. banana, cucumber, um, and what are those little seeds? Uh, fuck it, the little they're not sesame seeds. They're cumin chia chia seeds chia, yeah, chia yeah, seeds yeah. yeah and chia seeds i'll have one in the See, morning and then you think about putting that thing on a plate and eating it it's no disgusting. disgusting not a chance you would yeah no. but you put like something in there like you just like that's a lot of the stuff a lot of times with the juice you could put anything in there but if you just put like a little lemon and a little ginger like i put some some funky like some weird vegetables through that juicer and like drink it and it's fine you know it's like you gotta you gotta kind of like you gotta have a pretty you can't be picky yeah, but it's not but about what tastes good. It's about what's good for your exactly, body. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a drink. It's it's much different, like as somebody who like really just likes drinking stuff to drink something that's gross. 
than to go eat something that's gross. Like I, you could fill that up with whatever, and I drink it. But if you put like something like a plate of red peppers on like a plate, I'd be like, oh, fuck off. I remember my me. my when I was younger, my dad uh, making spaghetti sauce. I hated mushrooms and tomatoes, yeah. so he'd put mushrooms and tomatoes and everything, all the good stuff in <laughs> it. But he just blended up. Yeah, wouldn't tell nice. me. Yeah. Put it in the spaghetti. I'd love it. And he, he yeah. told me like two years later, he's like, you know, yeah. like your whole childhood you've eaten yeah. mushrooms and because i put it in the spaghetti sauce and now you're crushing mushrooms and tomatoes all the time like, you know what i mean crazy salads yeah it's uh it's, it's something that i'm really starting to look into and you know when like you know you and your juicers i'm mm. sure you're doing your research on your juicers yeah. and you're trying to figure yeah. shit out what are the benefits of it i've just been doing yeah. research on uh, diets on yeah on, see, on that's nutrition what, it, it, i feel yeah. like a super like a superhuman man it's insane yeah. it's crazy and see that's a part of like my personal life that i haven't really got into a ton is like the actual like believe it or not like you would think like owning a vegan restaurant like i i just kind of like eat as much as i can and drink whatever i can whenever i can and i burn it off i've I've always had a quick metabolism but with my activity level like i'm just i can kind of do whatever so i've never really dived into like the performance aspect of it until probably like a couple weeks ago like on mondays i started doing these like really stupid fucking long bike rides um, I saw one that was ridiculous. I thought you were joking. Like I, I think it was like four hours. It was out to Kentville, or I did. Where it, was like it? Like a month ago. Like I kind of, kind of like made a promise to myself. I was like, I just like I was getting, I was getting bored with like my Mondays. Not like anything that had to do with the restaurant, but like I'd always just go for a bike ride. I'd go to like Lawrencetown, or I'd go somewhere, and then just randomly one Monday, my wife had to go to Fox Harbor, which is like, uh, like Wallace, like. I, I know I Tatum saw it on the Bush. maps. So it's like 180 kilometers away. So she has to go to Fox Harbor to like scout it for like her like a company retreat. She works for like a private equity firm. So she had to go and it was on a Monday. I was like, I'm just gonna go with you and then when you go to look at the, like the resort and do the tour or whatever, I'm just gonna take my bike out of the trunk and just bike home. And I didn't even really think about it and I was like the longest ride I'd ever done was like I did like a ride for cancer last year for like hundred and thirty kilometers. But you're like stopping all the time. Like it's not the physical part of it isn't it's the mental part of it that's a lot harder but i just went and i was like i'm just gonna take my bike and i'm just gonna go and it that was the first really long one I did, and i had like such a good time but by the time i got home i was just like i was cramping up really bad and i was just okay like i really enjoyed that but i didn't prepare my body the right way but i had never done it so i didn't really know so then like the next two mondays i'd like drove down to the valley and i did like a like a 100 kilometer loop and i went down to la Have, and then last monday uh, my wife has uh, friends who have a cottage in Picto, like on the Northumberland Strait. Oh, my girlfriend so, has one out there. Yeah, we're in Picto. Uh, yeah, Stellarton, I think area. Yeah, like I think we were in like Chance Harbor. Yeah, close to like Melmerby Beach. It's on like the Northumberland Strait. Dude, yes, I my okay, keep going. Yeah, beautiful up there. Unreal. I'm like I never really go. I'm not like a cottage kind of like woodsy person. But again, I was like, so we'll go up Sunday. It was like Labor Day, and the restaurant was closed Sunday night, so I took Sunday morning off and we went up. And then I was like, I'll just take my bike and bike back Monday. But Monday was, like, a really windy day. Like, a really windy day. And, like, Picto to Halifax is, like, it's essentially just, like, straight across, like, the middle of the province. And, like, that day the wind was blowing the opposite direction. It was blowing Halifax to Picto as, like, Corey's coming from, like, Picto to Halifax. And it was really strong. And it was, like, I've never had, like, a mental, uh, like, battle with myself probably like that in a really long time. And, like physically like the first like it was all kind of like uphill and the wind is like unless you've ever really been on like like one of those like road bikes and it's windy you don't know like how like 
like crippling it can be and like how how much it could like can really affect you like a normal bike ride when i'm going if i'm like pushing like kind of like as hard as it can it's a flat road there's no wind ideally i'm probably going like maybe like 35 40 kilometers this i'm like going as hard as i can and i'm going like 17 or 18 kilometers and it's like fucking like driving me nuts and I'm so like, in your head what are you saying to yourself Just oh like, my god call like call a cab well like, i'm in the middle you- of nowhere like this like i pick like back roads obviously I don't bike on like like normal highways so i try and pick like for a ride like that long, that was it ended up being like 188 kilometers. How many it's, hours? It's like six and a half hours, like on the bike. So it's like I try and pick roads that are like relatively like flat, but like kind of out of the way, but like not like longer out of the way. So I was like 60 kilometers in, and it's like I don't even, I forget that I don't even know if the town had a name. It's not even a town, but it's <laughs> yeah, just, just like a road. A name. <laughs> it's just straight, and like I'm going this way, and the road is like. It's beautiful and it's straight and there's nothing around and it's all woods and it's just like perfect but the wind is just like coming and coming and it lets up once in a while and it doesn't and you got to push hard and i'm going like half the speed i normally would so i'm like 50 kilometers in, and then i start like going down this hill and at like this point i'm like kind of like starting to get better and i'm like i'm not like physically like tired yet but it's only i'm like 50 kilometers in but i know i have to go 190 so like on a ride like that like i break it in my head, I break it down like in 10 kilometers. If I do 10, I'm like, oh, I got like 18 more of those of 10 kilometers. That to me doesn't sound that bad for whatever reason in my head. But this, I got into this mental space where I kept like looking at my little computer and it was like 50 kilometers. And I was like, I cannot do this four more times. I was like, I'm at this point right now. I was like, there's no way I can do this. I was like, if it stays this windy and like, I know where I have to go, like I can see this map. I was like, I'm not going to like I don't think I'll be able to, like, I'll physically be able to do it, but I don't know if, like, I'm going to want to be able to do this. And then you start creeping, I'm like, this is, like, a beautiful Monday. It's, like, summer's almost over. I'm, like, in the middle of the province, like, on my bike. Like, I'm not, nobody's forcing me to be here. I was like, you don't need to be here. I was like, you're a normal adult. You're, like, in good shape. Like, you don't have to be doing this. And then I just started going down a hill. And I was, like, getting some speed. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then, no, it's fucking way worse. And then, like, there's nobody on this road. Like, I haven't seen cars. Like, I can literally, like, just ride my bike down the middle of this, like, beautiful, like, just old highway in the middle of nowhere. And it's, like, other than the wind, it's really nice. But then there's this, like, bridge that they're working on. But nobody's working on it, but there's a light. So it's, like, one lane. And there's probably a stretch of, like, maybe, like, two or 300 meters where it's just one lane. And there's a light at each end. So one's red. The other one's green. And, like, the first car I see in literally 15 minutes is a transfer truck that's, like, coming through the bridge. So I get, like, the red light. And I have to, like, stop. And I'd lost like all my speed. And I was just like, at that point, I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. I was like, I can't do this. And I had to sit there for like whatever it was, but it was like a full stop or I would have got like buried by this like truck because it was one lane. And I just got on my bike and then I went over the bridge and there was just a river. And I just sat there for like 20 minutes and I just kind of like looked at the water and I was just kind of like talking to myself and I was like trying to calm myself down. And I was just like sitting there and I was like drinking water. And I was just like, wasn't even really like thinking anything. I was just kind of like looking at the water. And I was just sitting around and then I kind of like slowly worked myself back up and I like kind of stretched. And then I was just like, I remember just standing there and it was like, ah, oh, fuck it. And I looked at my watch. It was like one o'clock. I was like, I have a hundred and like 15 kilometers left. If I do this at this rate, I'll be home by like seven o'clock. And I just got on my bike and then I went and then I found like this random store in like upper Muscadab and just got like a big pack of blueberries and like a Red Bull and ate it and i was like so i've never been that close to like almost being like in tears while i was like i was gonna say i would have cried i was yeah and it's like i'm sitting there i'm like you're such a pussy i was like it's not that far i was like you're riding your bike and then it like turns into like a positive frame of mind where like how lucky are you where you can do this like what 
this is something you like really love for like seven hours and nobody's going to bother you. Like nobody's going to tell you to stop. And I kind of like turned my thoughts into that where it's like, nobody else can do this. Like what, like something you love doing. Like if you could interview anybody you wanted for like seven hours, you'd be like, fuck yeah. So I looked at it as way where like, I just get to go ride my bike through this like province where I've never been to any of these places. I'll never go back on a and Monday where most people are on a Monday. There's job. nobody around. It's like the most peaceful thing. And I don't do it to get it. Like it's, I'm not like a, I enjoy like hectic. I enjoy like kind of chaos. I don't do it to like get away. You know, I do it to kind of like push myself and just kind of like challenge myself. But, it, but how uh, good do you feel after that? I no. felt really good after the next day. I feel fine. It's really weird. Biking obviously is low impact. Like your legs are tired. Like there's, there's a lactic yeah. buildup, but I usually go like, I'll go for runs on Tuesday, like recovery runs and stuff. And that's a crazy story by the way. But what made me, uh, think about this next question is how, do you ever think about going in a, in an Ironman? No, people ask, I no, I don't, there's like zero competitive. So it's like, almost like you're in a competition with yourself. 100%. Yes. You don't want to do anything against anyone else. You're in a competition with yourself. When you're on this road, you're or, you're yeah, in your own right. mind. Completely, yeah. I've always really, like, really, really enjoyed, like, being alone. Yeah. Like, I've always kind of, like I said, like, I have a small group of friends. Like, I like just, I don't know. I just like being alone. I'm weird like that. I enjoy it, but it's... Nothing um, wrong with that. But I don't have, like, a competitive, no. I have noticed, like, over the last... Maybe like a couple months, I've really started to like incorporate, like I do a lot of biking, but I also do a lot of running too. I haven't like swam, but I don't like competitive wise. I would be more able, I would be more like you make my own one. I'd be like, okay, it's Monday. I'm going to go bike 50 and see <clears throat> how fast I can run 20. And then like two Mondays, try and do the same thing and do it again. I would do that way before I like entered a competition. That's how I feel about um, those coast awards. Everyone's like, make sure you submit for the coast award and yeah. all that shit. I'm just like, I'm not doing a podcast to promote the coast so they can determine whether or not yeah, I have the best yeah. podcast in the city. Go fuck yourself. The high button has a, we have an award show every day and I win every single yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. get, uh, people message me like, are you upset that you're not uh, rated top five podcast in the city? I'm looking at these podcasts. One of them's about Arthur, the television show. The it, other one I listen to it, they get drunk and talk <laughs> about beers. When I know our downloads are through the roof yeah, 10 times higher yeah. than anyone else, we're getting NHL players on. I'm yeah. not in a competition with anybody. I think that's the biggest problem when it comes to an entrepreneur or someone that's trying to start someone or, or even people that want to go to the gym. They feel that they're yeah. in competition with oh, everyone. When you're yeah. on Instagram and you see you know, some guy has 10,000 followers, you only have three, you think that you're in competition with him. No yeah. one's comparing you to anyone. Oh, if, if you are in competition with yourself, you will win. You're not trying to... I try to stress yeah. this so much. Yeah, People true. get crippled by it. But here's the thing why in my, what you just told me about your, uh, your bike ride there yeah. and that mental capacity yeah. where you just wanted to quit and you said, yeah. ah, I got 115 kilometers yeah. left, whatever I'll do it. Most people are afraid to go to that mindset. Yeah. When people put themselves in physical exhaustion, yeah, they're afraid of it. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to do it. But like I said, you got you, 10 employees working for you that are maybe a little upset. That's nothing to you because you've gone to the point of exhaustion. You've gone to the point yeah. of survival to get home it's from, a, yeah. you know, that that's, that's where the bread and butter thing. is right really, there. Yeah. It's, I, it's you know, very that's much it. a physical thing. Yeah. You can, you, I don't think there's another way you can push, <clears throat> like you can push your mind like that. And even though it doesn't seem like what I'm doing when I'm biking or whatever, has nothing to do with the restaurant, but eventually that stuff all like trickles in with like, 
everything because somebody didn't like their salad like there's gonna be okay no who gives a shit i was like i'm on the i'm a 34 year old man sitting beside a river in the middle of province like about to cry i'm like your salad's gonna be fine but that makes it like you know yeah like that makes it that's the way i do it i don't know i know everybody doesn't do it that way but it's like and then the competition thing and i think about that a lot i'm like i have moments where i'm like what are what are the other people who own restaurants doing right now maybe like on a monday and then i'm like i fuck who cares like i don't care do whatever you want and like we've had i I won't say who but like there's restaurants that open and we about the competition thing and we've had people we had this guy who come into the rest come into our restaurant a couple times a week and then we found out like he had a restaurant opening later on and then never seen him again and now that I think of it, like all the conversations I had with him, he was just coming in and just like, just fishing for info. And he's like, how do you do this? How's this much cost? It's like, uh, that it's so weird the way certain people go about things, but don't think that it's, do you, and you want to know why all these self-help books, all these Tony Robinson, Tony uh, Rob, all these guys are making millions of dollars is because they're capitalizing on a generation that is that, extremely soft, yeah. extremely insecure, extremely, yeah. I can do it, but I just need that push. Guess yeah. what, buddy? You might get that push, but in 10 months down the road when you got 10 bucks in your bank account and you got to go get a nine to five job, but you yeah. got to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go yeah. sleep on my mom's couch for a month and try yeah. to figure this out. Yeah. When that time comes, most people go, no, nah, I got to go get my nine to five job so I can. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a generation that's just, they I don't want, know. I, I just, I answer, saw it in myself and I make these changes and. Yeah, exactly. And you just figure it out. They want other people to do stuff for them they want to be told how to do it it's really strange it's like i don't know like i'm not i understand people read books and shit but like i'm not going to get anything from picking up the subtle art of not giving a fuck like why am i going to read that like i get that question all the time or it's like oh what book have you read or like people come in to our restaurant who assume that because it's a vegan restaurant which is what is cool i know the stereotypes but it's like that i'm into like super spiritual like very like just like really spiritual like whether it be like meditative stuff or whatever but like not asking if i am but like assuming that like we're into that or that i can like help them somehow and i just, i had a conversation with lady that i was like i'm just not like that's just not me and i was like this is like that's just not like us that's just not something i don't think you should like expect that from us yeah. <laughs> it's like a vegan place but haven't you read this book and i don't even know what the name of the book is i was like haven't i read this book i was like no like expecting (laughs) like i was supposed to read it and i was like what it's like no no, i gotta do my finances like no uh i was like i'm sure it's a good book but like no there's like it's it's yeah everybody's looking for an answer from somebody else they're like help that's the world whatever it's fine yeah i don't know yeah, I think it all, honestly, I do. I think it starts with, like, I feel kind of like a dick saying these things because it, I've only really noticed it uh, the past month. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I've been working yeah. hard on the high button and, yeah. you know, I'm doing everything I can, but yeah. this past, past, excuse me, month, like I, I've been drinking since I was 15, 16 yeah. years old, at least once a week, yeah. at least. Yeah. And this past month of just no drinking the, at the age of 27 for the first time yeah. and that's 11 years, I think mental math 11 years and then uh and then just adding the the whole diet thing into it it's just i don't know it's the diet's big man like diet and sleep it's yeah i just feel like i can do anything you know yeah most people might take that the wrong way feeling yeah most but that's that's, yeah 
absolutely. That's a great, yeah, that's a great feeling. Or like enjoying, like if you can enjoy, I don't, I don't want to say pain, but like enjoy, like whether it's like physical suffering or like going through like the suffering of like changing your complete routine, like it usually works out. Like, do you want to hear a cool story? about this uh you might have, yeah, he was on the you know wayne bedecki he's from cape breton he's on the podcast a couple times big uh, singer the name sounds familiar wayne yeah. bedecki wayne guitarist yeah. yeah anyway so he uh he had a drinking problem went into mm-hmm. rehab he's been sober for i think six months now and before he came on the podcast him and i went to starbucks and just mm-hmm. kind of chopped it up yeah. about what we want the podcast yeah. to be about and he quit drinking. He mm. was, I think, two months sober, something like that. And he said that the opportunities that came into his life as soon as he stopped drinking were incredible, almost godlike. Yeah. Yeah. He got a role as Danny from Greece. <laughs> he he do, he's not even an actor. <laughs> two hundred people auditioned. He didn't even audition. The guy was just like, "Hey, you're that. You look exactly yeah. like the guy I'm looking for." He got the role, playing in Cape Breton at the Big Fiddle, touring all across Atlantic yeah. Canada with his music. And he just said that. You know, when you when you do this, uh, the diet and the soberness mm-hmm. and the and the hard work and the ethic and thing, the hard work ethic. Yeah. Excuse me. He just said that the doors opened up for him. Yeah. And when I heard him, I was like, man, maybe I'll try that. But I didn't really do it. Yeah. I wanted to, but I just didn't have the balls in social situations to say, no, I'm good. I don't really yeah. want to drink right now. I just kind of gave into it. Yeah. And uh, this past month, I haven't really done anything other than eat yeah. well, exercise, and focus on myself. And man financial opportunities how it's crazy Health it's it's well. unbelievable well it's not like that's the thing now like remember like i don't know if there's a time period too but remember when it, like kind of used to be cool to like be like a slob everybody be out drinking all the time and it's like summer and like that's just that's yeah. not the thing anymore you know like you can't there's just it's that's not because the way the world works anymore like you can't nobody likes to see that you know well you wake up and then you're hung over for two days that's two days of unproductive you just feel like shit like i just can't like i'm sore a lot from what i do like muscles but like as far as like groggy like like what a nightmare that must be to like have to wake up and be like oh i gotta go to work and you're like slogging around like that it's like that's no way to like live your life man like it's like it's it's such an easy thing to get rid of it's such an like your body's such a crazy thing that can like adapt to so many things and it will like you can put it through whatever you wanted to, like if you fuel it like the right way and like there's like you're finding out like there's endless ways to do that, you mm-hmm. know, and everything works differently for everybody. But like once you figure out what it is, it's like it's like you're 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 a different human. Your energy levels are different. Like yeah. your sleep is like way different. Like, yeah, well, that's one thing yeah. I still got to work on to sleep. It's my yeah. laptop. I go in my bed and then that's I go on the, the laptop. That's yeah. my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just started like leaving my laptop like at the restaurant, which I've never done. I did for probably last year. Like yeah, we have a tell, home computer, but yeah, you can't. It's tough. Well, like five years in, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it here now. <laughs> I'll find some time in the morning. But yeah, man, health is wealth. That's it's, you know, and like you're seeing like so many now like the successful people like in the world. They're all, you know, you're not seeing like those. You're not seeing like just people who don't take that stuff seriously. That is an interesting thing. If you look at successful people in the world, most of them look the same. You know, like millionaires or I guess success is different to other people, money and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, fit, well-spoken, in shape, eat well, feel good. Yeah. Like, you know, look good. Look good. How long have you known the whole health is wealth secret? Uh, For a bit, like definitely not. Even when the restaurant was open the first, like I was not like I wouldn't call myself like a healthy individual probably the first two or three years we did it. 
like I would I mean I wouldn't I would drink like I would drink a lot like I like like I really like old fashions and that would Great be drink. at that time where I was working it was still new so I'd work pretty much just all day all night like until we close like I'd have like little breaks and I could take them but I essentially I'd be there till like 9 9 30 and then I'd go to a bar and just have like three or four old fashions. I'd go home and be in bed by like 12, 12.30. I'd wake up at like 7. And now I look back on that now and I was like, what the fuck was I doing? I was like, that was so stupid. And that was around the time where I was like, I just, I'm going to get a bike and like see where this goes. But specifically the last like year, I've, it's, I've really started to like start to find like a different level. I was like as far as for a few years, I just kind of like biked and that was kind of my thing. And like yeah. anybody can like ride a bike. Like it seems a little like ludicrous the idea of like going some of those distance but i mean you're just trying to like it's not you know yeah. it's not physically it's not like a crazy crazy thing like people do much harder stuff every day but you incorporate like different things in it like whether it's like workouts or running and then you start to feel your body like become like more aligned you know i sleep way better i'm never really groggy my energy is like if anything it's like too high my wife wants to kill me sometimes <laughs> like in the morning and I don't, I try not to be like, I try to be like calm in the morning, but like on those mornings when I'm calm, like I feel like I just, it takes me a while to get like to where I need to be by the time like we're open or like everybody's going. So like, as soon as I wake up at six, I'm like, I'm making fun of her or I'm saying something or like I'm putting on like loud music. Like it's, it can be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think drives her a little bit nuts sometimes, but you do she a you fit nut do. too? She does. She started going to the gym. Uh, yeah, she goes. She works downtown, so she goes to like the Good Life downtown. But she's out of the door at six every morning. Oh yeah. And she goes down, and then she goes. She does like the whole shower at the gym thing, and then goes to work. Oh yeah. Which is. You ever try that uh, uh, Spinco there? I did. I went to a few classes when they opened. How's yeah. that? It's a good sweat, man. Is like it? it's a it's a good sweat. Yeah. I want to try it out. I yeah. don't. I didn't really. I don't so know it's what really it is. Sweat. Yeah. Uh, it's like. It's like, like, I just it's like a disco kind of. It's kind of like a dance party, but you're on a bike. Yeah, see, I don't like that. I, I don't. You try it out. Yeah, it's it's a really good sweat. Like if Is you're looking it? for a good sweat, there's uh, my friend uh, Connie who owns like Rio and Studios and stuff. They yeah. they have like a little boxing gym in Dartmouth, which is kind of like. I've done them. It's kind of like the same thing. Like it's like lights are dark and it's like flashing. There's like loud music, but you're going through like reps and like a punching bag, and that's a really good sweat. That I kind of enjoyed a little bit more because it's not that I'm an aggressive guy, but coming from like a cyclist like to go get on that bike it's like a different yeah thing you know you're like moving all around but it's a really good sweat if you're like looking to shed <laughs> shed some water weight you ever get in a fight in hockey no never, never been in did. a fight no i never did not like <laughs> to like square up isn't that pathetic <laughs> do you regret you do you regret it a little bit you kind of wish you got in a fight now yeah only when people ask me at the time i was like fuck i don't want to fight no way i was like i don't know how to fight <laughs> like hitting boxing bags now I'm like fuck i was like thank god i didn't fight. you ever been to fight in real life no you've never been in a fight i am not a confrontational person wow i should have been i probably would have did much much better um but no i get jumped like a few times but i never really you got jumped a few times yeah how did that go uh, talk about the most like the the worst jumping can you the, still where, uh, no, it was, uh, I was playing in the East Coast League and it was, I was a little shit. Like I, I always had a really good mouth, but I could never back it up. And I could admit that now, but I never, like, I just never fought. I don't know. Like I scored, I did fine, but I would always, I could be a little mouthy. And I think where were we, it was in the East Coast League in one of those places in like New York, like ups, Elmira. And I, I think I was playing in Cincinnati and I, I thought I scored. I know I scored. It hit like the back <laughs> bar. 
and they didn't Such call a goal it a goal. Scorer's reaction. But I know, like I know it went in. But then, like two or three shifts later, I did score, but I was a fucking shithead, and I like to the goal judge was like, "Oh, was that one in?" And I'm like. And as soon as I did it, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, you're such an idiot. And two shifts later, it's, there's like a little scrum in front and a guy just like grabbed me by the head and just like hit me with a couple. And then I went down and I was like, I know. I was like, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like, I deserve that. I, to the point where I almost would have felt bad fighting back. It would have been like, just give it to me. It's like, just Jesus, just give it to me. That's a dumb thing to do. He was way tougher than me, though. <laughs> That's the beauty thing about hockey. You learn lessons, man. Man. Yeah. Don't take fighting out of hockey. It, it's it no. It. That's no. It's at a point like it's at a point now where it's just it's fine. It just regulates yeah. itself. It's just don't change anything. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half, man. Oh yeah. Uh, I had to ask you, what's your bike plan for Saturday when the hurricane comes? Are you biking or no? No. Like when I do these rides on Monday, I've only really been biking like once or twice a week. Saturday, uh, I don't know. I I do stuff at home. If it's not too, I don't know, it's supposed to be pretty bad, isn't it? We're getting just, a hurricane. I just kind of get into this today, actually. So what uh, are you doing to prepare? Are you, are you getting salamanders? What are you doing? Are you getting... Uh, uh, I don't know. My, the biggest worry uh, would be, like, stuff on her patio at the restaurant. My house is fine. Like, wife has already got, like, groceries. She's, like, 15 out of 10 prepared. <laughs> um, my worry is, like, the restaurant, if anything, like, needs to happen. It's, like will the patio blow away like we'll see, you know I'm like just random shit like that like nah it'll be fine it's an old building uh but yeah i don't really know i would love i love going outside like when it's raining and like it's like running when it's raining and stuff but i mean if it's depending on how windy it is that's a little yeah that could be risky but yeah we haven't had a good a good weather event in a long time i'm excited i love extreme weather yeah love it i would would i'd prefer hurricanes Probably the last on the list. A blizzard would be nice. It's in not summer. gonna be a hurt. It's gonna be windy and yeah. rainy. Let's be honest here. There's no hurricane wand coming through here. Does again. his dog like the wind? Is he scared? Levi, no, he doesn't. Yeah. He likes it. He's My fucking dogs hate the wind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hate it. Thunder. Yeah, they're good. They'll be in for a rough night Saturday. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe watch a movie. I don't know. If it's not too bad, I'd go for a run. If my wife lets me, or she's just like you fucking idiot, stay inside, stay in the house. Yeah, yeah she'll live. Um, all right, man. Hour and a half. Let's wrap it up. Great right on. Yeah. Thanks, man. Fuck. I keep <laughs> one more thing. I forgot hey, to tell you. I, when I was, I was helping someone move out in Lance <laughs> and I sent you yeah. the picture. It was a plaque of you playing for the Rockets in the, in the rink. No, it was just like team picture. There was a plaque of you. Cause you got like a certain amount of goals in the season or uh, something. It was just out there. It was in someone's house. Oh, in someone's house. I, I don't oh, want to say their name, Yeah, but they're after. close to you. Yeah. And, uh, and then I sent you the picture. You remember I that? Th- yes, I th- I thought it was at uh, there's like an East Hand Sports Hall of Fame. No, I it was, was I was helping someone move, oh. and it was in just a box. It was like I was Jesus. like, is that Corey? I pulled it out. It's probably my pa- my parents sell like uh, they'll have yard sales all the time, and they so you think someone so bought? It? Yeah, Dad, my father will send me pictures of like like hockey cards, and uh. he'll just like chirp me. He's like, sold it for seventy five cents. He's like, can't believe they paid that much for it. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good possibility they got that at a yard sale uh in lance or <laughs> it's my friend and they decided <laughs> but there's some there's some core ear card things it's probably yeah, whatever right there <laughs> all right man last minute of the podcast is yours so if you want to thank family friends employees uh, i'm sure they're all listening go ahead the the mic is yours they're listening uh no that was great man what, uh, what do we got coming up there is uh halifax veds fest is coming up which is like a huge it's like a like a vegan festival at the forum that's on the 23rd of september the ice isn't so in there we'll already there. Uh, it's at the 
Civic? Uh, the back part. Oh, the bingo hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bingo hall. That's what it is. It's the bingo hall. <laughs> That's funny. I remember that. Uh, the bingo hall. I miss bingo. Yeah, other than that, man, uh, there's not much going on. You nope. Know, we're pretty chill. It's our busy time of the year, so we're just kind of getting ready for to finish it up and then going into the holidays. Winter. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you Thanks, coming man. in. I know you're a busy guy, so no problem, taking man. this time out of your day means a lot, man. Thanks, man. All right, everyone listening, make sure to go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment. And remember, if you are interested in learning more about OnPoint and how they bring mentorship to the story, visit youonpoint.com. That's Y-O-U-E-N-P-O-I-N-T.com. Or email julia at onpoint.ca. That's J-U-L-I-A at E-N-P-O-I-N-T dot C-A. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Have a good one. We're out. Peace. Across 110th Street, wishes for
Yeah. 